Welcome back to Brooker Mode for episode 15. I'm joined by Harry Quayle. Good to be here, mate. It's so cool seeing it all behind the scenes. Eh? Like, I never knew that when you click play on that, you actually hear it in your ears. Yeah. It's cool to know how it all works. <laughs> That's eh? it. Yeah. So, before we get into it, Million Dollar Island Man, Blues and Greens yep. founder. Yep. Thanks for coming on. We'll get into all of that. But we'll start with vulnerability segment. So, I started the first one last week with Gilly, but changed it up a little bit, put a bunch of questions together, shuffled the cards. Um, you you pick four from the deck, select one to answer, and I'll pick one from the remaining three. Right, so yeah, I'm going to answer two. You go first then. Yeah, I've got these two. I, w- I couldn't really differentiate them both, and I feel like I can sort of touch on them fairly quickly. First one is I'd love to show who I've become, and this one I I think it's sort of more recently come to light as well because I just a teacher just re- recently reached out to me from school and sort of just saying like, how proud she is to see what I'm doing and all that stuff. So I'd love to show one, my high school person who I've become and then like my teachers, just because I think from the person I was in high school versus like the person I am now and what I'm doing now is so far from what I could have ever imagined. I think like me looking back or looking forward as a 15, 16 year old, even younger, I would just be so in awe of what I've done and the person I've become as well as like all my teachers and sort of those people who only knew me as a like immature high school kid. I feel like since then I've just had so much not only mental growth and like maturity but just the, the things I've been able to achieve and get in line as a 21 year old is second to none from what like I could have ever expected like I'm, I've done and doing things which I would have never imagined I'd been able to so I like that one um, and then a risk a risk I took that changed my life I feel like this is like a, a sequence of event events back in November like I went through a breakup and stuff and it's like you can go through one or two phases you can either like sort of sit and dwell on things and sit in your norm and think you can get over it through like drinking and stuff like that but I took the other end and I booked a trip to Europe like just like that sort of thing and I went to Europe over Christmas New Year um, and like completely came back a new person and then in flowing with that is the show like I would never I've ever imagined being able to do something like that and it was like a massive risk um, putting myself out there to the all of a country no food no comfort no nothing and it's like from that experience I've been able to do like blues and greens which completely is going to change my life forever I hope um, met the most amazing people like it's just without that I don't know who I'd be and sort of so grateful to it I've ever had that opportunity to meet the people I did and get a chance to grow to the person I am now so yeah yeah it's good and I think the risk you took also helps and the changes that have come of that sort of link with the question of showing the people you know from high yeah, school exactly. that you've changed yeah yeah as well so you've taken two cards i want to pick an- another one you gotta match me <laughs> <laughs> a mistake i'll never make again i think this is one that comes with age but whenever i have to have a difficult conversation i'll never have it over the phone yeah or like cop out like that i think human to human interaction is so powerful so much more valuable eh? and I think in the past I've had a tendency to like just do it over the phone because it's easier yeah, and like yeah. and it's not confronting and I don't like confrontation sometimes so you know I had a breakup with someone who was overseas and I, I regret how I did it because like you just I feel like it's the easy way out it's the easy way yeah, out yeah. and then yeah I just I don't think I was proud of how I did that but then you can only you know, learning grows a person, but yeah, um, that's a mistake I'll never make again. If I have to have difficult conversations, whether it's business relationships, you know, yeah. have it face to face. And yeah. on that, I'm like big on that as well. It's like there's nothing better than 
that face-to-face relationship. So if I've ever have the opportunity to meet someone or like get advice from someone, I'm big on just like putting myself out there and meeting them because there's no better way to sort of judge and understand how someone's thinking or what they're feeling or anything like that. And it's like take every opportunity you can to learn something off someone and go and shake some hands and meet people face-to-face. I think there's nothing better than that side of relationships for sure. And I also reckon it helps especially when you look up to the person it helps take them off the pedestal a yeah, bit you yeah, know it humanizes yeah. the person a yeah. bit as, and yeah let's get into this Moondale Island stuff um before we start i got a little quiz for you cuz yeah. i thought this would be funny so um, so i was i was watching the show i caught up in all the episodes and yeah. one of the challenges this girl i think it was the catapult yeah, you yeah, had to remember you had to remember the people's names and yeah. she she went to a huge effort to remember everyone's name which yeah. is, i thought was pretty smart of her yeah Anyway, so I've got three people. I'm going to show you them. And oh, no. You're going to tell me their name. <laughs> okay. First, like... Doc. Okay. Yeah. Good start. It was, one of, it was one of my... I met him pretty early on. He was, it was a big character. Yeah. Real, real good fella, yeah. I better get 100% on this. Yeah. I'll be embarrassed if I don't. Tony. You're doing well here. Yeah. Oh, this would be a good one. Susanna. Oh, you've done well. So that one... <laughs> actually, I'm... I think with the name things, I remember I sat in the crowd and... Early on, me and Titus, who was like my best mate in camp, we would walk up and down the beach every day to um, try and make like that conscious effort to meet people for that, for like the one, the reason of like building relationships and stuff, but like sort of early on, you had the energy to be able to do that. And it, and it sort of helped me down the track because when I had the energy not to bother about like speaking to more people or like when I was down, I sort of had those relationships already established. So it was, it was sort of a gold mine in my instance, but. I remember in that challenge, I was sat there and as I was doing the names, I just knew them all anyway. So for that last one, <laughs> the other night when I was watching the show, me and Maddie were watching it and she came on the screen like, who is that? <laughs> Our brains are ticking for ages and I finally got it. So yeah. if you asked me that three days ago, I probably, <laughs> probably would have stumbled myself, but got there. With this show, so um, obviously I want to ask why you went into the show, but bef- before that, like, do you think you know, people would have had different attitudes going on to the show? Do you think, how people went about their experience you know sort of affected their what, what they got out of it for sure but like in saying that i, I was on a podcast yesterday and we had a similar conversation i think once you got there and you met sort of everyone and you realized what really it, it was about to entail most things did go out the window and like you were able to just sort of enjoy the people you're with and just embrace like we said embrace the um uncertainty and the discomfort <laughs> because it was you realize it was an experience of lifetime and, and although like it hasn't been made out as hard as it actually was but like you knew how hard it was and you knew what you're in for but you also knew that you could leave at any point so as much as everyone was complaining and stuff but you were there for i don't know it did go out the window like you everyone wanted the money and stuff but you you kind of embraced that you were just yeah. you know it, it was just like a whole new experience which you're never going to experience again but in terms of your question there was definitely a few people who were so set and driven on the sole purpose of winning and like we're real narrow focused on that and 100 percent would have hindered people's um experience there because of the fact that they would have closed themselves off from relationships and maybe gone into a challenge or doing something new because yeah. of they were so solely focused on the outcome rather than the process where i was always big on enjoying the ride and enjoying the process and sort of letting fate control what was going to happen on that sense and sort of worked out well for me in terms of what i got out of it because yeah, I couldn't have couldn't have expected anything else. Yeah. So why did you go on the show? I don't know. I think I'm just young and dumb in that sense where I just like new stuff and I can never settle. And it came up like on ads for Big Brother ages ago, like 
back in probably June or something. Um, and I just applied just for no reason. I remember mum was just like to me, oh, like you should do that. And I sort of just didn't think much of it. And then one day I sat at work and I just applied for no, for no reason with no preparation or nothing. And then sort of as it became real, like there was always the thoughts of like, why, like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? But it was just purely for the fact of something new, something I'll never ever get to do again. And I think the whole change of like my life with my past relationship and stuff like that really just like solidified it. It was like, fuck yeah, this is going to be the best thing I'll ever do. And it turned out to be exactly that. And it was like the whole, I think the whole excitement before was like the thing that got me over because it was like, you were just on cloud nine of the thought of doing the show and the whole experience. And yeah, it worked out to be the best thing ever. So what was your expectations of the experience versus a bit of the reality? Obviously you have all this yeah. excitement, but then the reality is you, you didn't get to, as seen on the show already, you didn't get to eat for a while and stuff like that. So it's obviously a lot harder than you yeah. imagined. Yeah. So much harder than I imagined. Like I sort of expected to go in there with just being able to eat, sort of be comfortable with the hunger factor. But in terms of you would just be eating stuff you don't like. And I sort of trained my brain to go in with that mentality and I didn't really expect it to be so amazing in terms of coming out with like the relationships I had, like the friends I met and the people that were there were just like second to none. And I just, that shocked me from day one. I remember getting to know everyone and meeting everyone early on. And it just, like, I'm not trying to sound like a, like an ass kisser, but like everyone there was, especially early on, were just such good people. And it just set you off in the best way possible. But then on the flip side, it was like, I expected it to be this like, paradise clear waters white sands that sort of thing but whether you can tell or not already the beach like you on day one when we jumped off the boat you'd land and instead of there being sand on the bottom of the ocean it was just like knee deep mud so i jumped off and like my legs went straight into mud up to my knees went to pull my leg out my crock came off and i remember just thinking thinking just man turn that bloody boat around because i'm not <laughs> you're expecting just to be able to wake up and just go fresh in the water clear water like I was so excited for that side of things, but it was so far from that. And that that was a bit of a disappointment because I think it would have made it, the comfort so much easier. But yeah, the, it was never going to be comfort just because of the fact I was eating probably like a palm full of pasta or rice a day, maybe with maybe a few coconut pieces. Like I would have been eating 150, 200 calories a day, I reckon. And that was the bit that just completely caught me and probably everyone off guard because by towards, it's, I think we're on day six or seven on the show now. and by this point you'd be standing up especially me because i need fuel like i'm six foot six not was 90 odd kilos like i need fuel to like just do the basic things and i would stand up after sitting down and would just black out and see blackened stars for 30 seconds 40 seconds and lose my feet and stuff like it was so hectic on that front and then you mix it with the fact of doing physical challenges and stuff like that and yeah it was it was fucking hectic yeah. I, I couldn't have ever ever anticipated that yeah sounds very hectic yeah. how do you think the experience has sort of you know changed your relationship with you know being grateful for what we have it feels like you go onto the island and you get everything taken away from you yeah. and then you come back and now you've got everything you get your phone food at the press of a button so how yeah. how is before versus after you know changed your that, relationship that was a massive thing and I remember the first thing I did when I got out was do a massive journal entry I wrote like 10 pages of just raw what was on the top of my head and that was the main and every time I sort of drift away from what I feel like the person I want to be in my habits and stuff like that I always read that and it always solidifies sort of who I want to be and what I'm sort of striving 
towards because the main sort of gist of that whole journal entry was just like how grateful I was for the people in my life, the foods, the comforts, like having a bed. Because like, like you said, you, you're stripped of any form of luxury, like no deodorant, no body wash, no toothpaste, no nothing. So you've gone off complete, just raw living. Like, so coming back into it, definitely like you, I would never, I would never have seen such the small things like the comfort of a bed and food as such like a luxury now. And it's just, I don't, you've probably, you've probably been big on the whole gratitude side of things. Like I've seen some of your stuff that you do. And it's like, I think there's number one step to being a happy person is like, practicing gratitude and like understanding that side of things because that's been a massive thing for me since coming home and it's making you a happy person because you just appreciate the smaller things in life and it's like rather than worrying about what you don't have you sort of focus on what you do have and it's like definitely made um my life easier and it's even things like last week in footy it was like raining and stuff and there was a lot of people complaining pre-game and all that but it's like i would i spent however long like nights in the rain no shelter nothing no warm clothes and shivering and no food at that point I had no food so like a bit of rain during footy didn't bother me whatsoever because it was like at least I was running around I had fuel I was able to have a shower after put on warm clothes stuff like that and I think moving forward that'll always stay ingrained with me and I'll sort of make sure it does because yeah you can never really take like there's never too much appreciation for the small things because yeah. it sort of builds you to the person you are I guess yeah well it's good to see like the show gives you so much perspective yeah that's the main thing hey? and i think like as a society we're all so as a society we're always like wanting more and more yeah and i think it's the show is almost like a good reset like okay so i've been conditioned this yeah. many years to keep chasing chasing yeah. but it's it's a bit it's it's sort of um paradoxical because it's like you want to appreciate what you have but then also you're still striving, still striving for next still and striving that's for that your that is what I'm massive on as well. It's like, since I was a young age, I'm always like, what's next? What can I do next? How can I be better? Stuff like that. And my brain's always constantly ticking about what can I do with myself, my brand, whatever it is. I've got going that time back in schools. What can I do to get better grades? What can I do to be better at footy? And it's like, I'm always constantly thinking that. But I think that side of things of the show did ground me a little bit. Although I'm always, like I still am so passionate and driven to like smash goals and do my best. And it does... It works as my best friend and my worst enemy because days where I feel like I don't achieve or days where I have achieved and I haven't appreciated it, it hell beats me up. And it's like that that's the main side of things where I probably like that probably affects me the most mentally is the fact of thinking I should be doing something when I'm not doing something or feeling like I'm wasting time or feeling like I haven't achieved to this high enough level. Like I always set a, I always set such a high bar for myself and I think like on the on the bad side it, it does affect me but on the flip side for positively it allows me to always like stay determined stay focused and drive to be like the best best i can well i guess it's just a bit of balance then because yeah, yeah. you want to be going up but also having time to pause and reflect yeah. of what you've done in Massive. the day and yeah. and sort of giving yourself a bit of pat on the back because you know i reckon if we just we keep looking up keep looking up and then we just become exhausted and yeah. you don't don't appreciate yeah, and I, the I, th I think something that I that did sit like I was super proud of was with blues and greens like I never thought I'd look back and be like wow look like look how well you've done already like I was always thinking that I wouldn't be proud of myself until I've achieved the ultimate whatever that was in my head but like I remember after the after the first drop and after things like hitting a thousand followers or getting like a hell nice message of appreciation 
I would always like take a minute to actually like soak it and be like, shit, like what you're doing is pretty cool sort of thing. Like getting a thousand followers for me, that really was huge for me. And that made me so happy. And like, I never, I think because it happened so soon, quicker than I sort of expected, it, like it meant a lot to me. But then like selling out of like my first jobs and stuff like that, like I, I, I sort of going in, that was what I was anticipating to happen because I didn't want to settle for anything less. So I wouldn't have expected to actually look back and be proud of that. But when it actually happened, and I saw the orders coming in and I was packing the orders and stuff like that. Like I was super, super like proud and content with what I just did sort of thing. So that's definitely been a sort of a switching point for me. And it's, yeah, something I'm, I'm happy with, I guess. Do you think being on the island with the whole experience with other people and sort of developing relationships with strangers has really helped with the blues and greens, being able to connect yeah, with, yeah. with customers and other people? Yeah, that was, I, I said this um, to a few people and that was like one of the main in terms of linking the island with blues and greens, one of the main growing points and benefits I did from that was one, the confidence I got from pretty much meeting 99 strangers and I'd wear my sample shorts on the island and I met 99 people who've never heard of me or never seen my brand before and like getting people come up to me and compliment me before I even came to them. That was like one of the sickest feelings ever. And then like when I'd get talking to people about my brand, my vision, stuff like that, them sort of supporting me and be like, like you're doing a sick job like you're only 21 you think like that. that that was the stuff that gave me confidence coming back and moving forward and being able to back myself into order more quantities and really like hone in and give it my best shot sort of thing so that was the number one thing but then the whole relationship communication side of things as well like you're never really ever going to be put in a situation like that where you're with 99 people from all different walks of life all different ages all different industries all different cities countries one other guy from another country but all different cities states everything so it did allow me although i did um have confidence in the way i was able to communicate with all different demographics already but that really sharpened my 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 sword i guess in that sense of things like it really allowed me to boost my communication skills i guess and it gave me confidence to be able to yeah resonate i guess with all different demographics with the brand and just on a personal level going into i guess going into having the confidence to text someone about the brand for example like a potential collab or a, another brand owner and just being able to just go in there shake a hand meet someone for the first time where previously I was probably a bit nervous to ever I couldn't have ever imagined myself just texting another brand owner saying hey mate like do you mind catching up for a coffee tomorrow like I'm in I'm in Melbourne something like that whereas like since that island experience I've done that heaps of times and I never really looked at it twice and that's something that I'd yeah I definitely wouldn't have been able to do uh, prior to the island yeah that's so true yeah. and I guess with that like I feel like a lot of people wait for a feeling to come to to go up to someone and yeah. I feel like the good thing about an island experience that is like you're forced into a situation forced, yeah, exactly where you have to develop your skills and I feel like a lot of people hold themselves back because they don't they, they're waiting for this feeling to be confident but yeah. I think I say this before, but I think confidence comes from action. So you do an action and then you get confidence from it. And then that's sort of a good feedback loop. Yeah. Instead, if like you wait, some people wait their whole life to feel a certain way to do something and they never get it done. Yeah. I like that. And it's all, I use this sort of, I said it to my mate the other day. He was talking about like a, he's going through a bit of rough time and he wants to do something. I'm not going to go deep into it, but like, it's a whole thing of, I guess it links with to what you said. Um, doing something straight away so if you want to do something just do it and it's like i have this i read it somewhere i can't remember what book i read it but it's like if you need it if you need to eat wake if you knew tomorrow you had to eat a frog the best thing to do would be wake up eat the frog you suffer and then you have the rest of the day to enjoy 
where it's like rather than sort of pushing everything back, kicking the can down the street, like the bad way to do it would be you wake up, you're suffering all day thinking about, damn, I've got to eat a frog, like this is going to suck, got to eat a frog, got to eat a frog. And then you eat the frog at the end of the day, then it's like you suffered all day long, you eat the frog, you suffer again. So it sort of links back to that thing where it's like not even do something bad, but just do something in general. The whole procrastination side of things is like if you want to do something or if you know you've got to, um, I don't know, have a hard conversation or whatever it is, just like, as soon as it comes up, just do it because the longer you push it down, it's going to suffer you. Like you're going to suffer from it internally as well as when you actually do the action. So it's like the whole thing of yeah. hardest thing about going to gym in the morning is getting out of bed, and then once you've done it, it's just like the day started sort of thing. Yeah, I've seen that um, frog analogy. Yeah, That's I can't cool. remember where I saw it, but I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, maybe it was TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I reckon it's cool. You know, get get the hard stuff done early, and I think it it creates a lot of mental strength. Like you know, I'm someone who doesn't avoid hard things yeah, like get yeah, them done yeah. and it builds I, that resilience i think i thrive off of things now like especially post island as well it's like I've, i'm big on sort of i think these last six to 12 months in particular it's like whenever something bad's happened or something that's upset me or something i didn't expect there's always been a learning tale from it and it's always made me um a better person open up a do- uh, another door which the good outweighed the bad sort of thing so i've been big on just trusting the universe i guess and um, sort of put my faith into that and allowing the good things to come to me through the bad times and it's like every sort of tough time or uncomfortable time now I sort of just thrive off of it and it's like allows me I know that it's shaping me to be the person that I want to become and I know that like any sort of tough time now and I'm sitting in there like journaling has been good for me for this type of scenarios as well any sort of bit of discomfort or tough time I, I sort of like it not excites me but like I embrace it because I know that off the back of this it's going to be something even better like yeah. there's, I always feel like there's a a good to the bad and sort of a new door opening to another door closing yeah I think it's the growth mindset like yeah. you know I reckon early period of my life you know bad things happen to you and then you get a negative feeling you yeah. attach your identity to that feeling but yeah. now like you see every failure as an opportunity yeah, to grow exactly um, and there's so much so much power in having that mindset I think the most powerful thing about being sort of I guess fearless is is what happens is when you stop fixating on on you, the fact you could fail yeah. and what it's going to mean is you just start focusing on the present and what you actually got to do yeah, yeah. and then success sort of comes just as a byproduct of being concentrated and not worrying about failing yeah no I love it are you sort of glad you had this experience at such a young age like mm. with how you're going about things are you sort of like fuck what would have I been if I just kept going my path like it's always. totally changed your path so yeah. like are you sort of really grateful I, now it's happening yeah, I think about that stuff all the time like I, I always trace in in a good way though I feel like it doesn't it's not like in a toxic way but I always think about like imagine that didn't happen it was like a, a, a rough time where there was like I don't know a breakup or the island stuff like that like you always think about imagine that didn't happen because from all these shitty times or even like good times it's like I've just been able to sort of snowball them into good things and yeah, if, if I didn't go on the art, like, I've just, yeah, back to what you said, it, 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 it rattles me to think that such sort of instinct decisions have shaped so many things which I never would have anticipated to happen. And it's like a split, a split second decision has changed so many things in my life, which, yeah, you can, you can only really imagine once it's sort of happened. But in terms of the age factor, I'm always big on sort of, whenever I have conversations with people or sort of give reason to my decisions and stuff, it's just like you're 21 years old or, you know what I mean? Like if you, if you stuff up now financially or 
mentally or physically, whatever it is, like there's so much time to recover. You've got a family, you've got a home, you there's so much time to reset yourself up financially. Like that sort of things never worries me. Like I'm I'm so happy to live on the edge as such and like have a ha- take risk and because I know that down the track things are going to come my way and everything's going to fold into place um, sooner or later in all forms of my life. Like I have complete confidence in that. And I think the, ma- the major thing from the island with the whole age pers- pers- perspective side of things is that I met so many people who were in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 50s and I'd have, we'd have like the sickest conversations and I'd sort of tell them about what I'm doing, my mindset, like how I think, what I got planned moving forward and they'll just look at me like in awe and it wasn't just me like it'd be me and like a couple of the other younger guys who were there and I'll just be like man like you were so young like this is so sick to see that you're thinking this way when you're 21 and I'd be like when I was 21 all I was worried about was Friday and getting on the piss and seeing my mates stuff like that so I think the confidence from like on the age side of things the confidence of older people reassuring me of how young I actually am and that side of things of realising how young I actually am has like given me such confidence in my life moving forward knowing that yeah. if I'm thinking this way now and I'm doing the things that I'm doing that everything's just going to fall into place with hard work obviously and I don't it doesn't my future doesn't scare me now because I, I just do have complete confidence in whatever it is I do yeah I guess because not to get philosophical but you're in your own consciousness so you yeah, only yeah. know yourself up to this age right so then I think when you talk to older people and get that perspective sometimes it's really good to you know make you realize okay yeah. look this is a, such a good opportunity to take risks and grow but because you you sometimes don't think like that you think okay what's the safest thing i yeah, can do like yeah, exactly get a job put a bit of money away yeah. instead of like geez i got this is like for everyone this is like the perfect time to yeah. take risks and Hot do time. what you want to do because like and then then you can you know do the safe things if it doesn't yeah. fall to pain that's sort of my plan like i'm taking every single risk i can possible taking every opportunity to um, enjoy myself now, grow, meet a new person, whatever it is now, because I know that if it all fails and if it all goes to shit, I'm never going to look back and be like, I wish I did this, I wish I did that, I could have done that better, because I'm just doing all that now. And then it's going to, if all, all falls to shit, which I'm not anticipating it to fall to shit, I've still got a uni degree, which I've got, I've still got a family, like I've still got a brain, which I've, I, I have confidence in my intelligence, stuff like that. Like I, I still know that. I'll be able to go down the safe path as such, which people are doing now. Yeah. So if, if I if I do this, take my risk, and in three years' time, I'm 24 years old, like that's still so bloody young. Yeah. I can then go into the safe path, which other 21, 20 year olds are doing now. So that's yeah, that's something that gives me complete confidence, knowing that it's not all doom and gloom. I guess if it does fall to shit, but yeah, I've got yeah. no no anticipation yeah. of failing. So you've already got the foundation set for yeah, the yeah. safe stuff, but then again, yeah. it's like. I think having that attacking fearless mindset you do is just going to set you up yeah. for success. Yeah. And I think another big thing as well, which I've been, I've loved about myself recently is I used to be someone who would get so absorbed on other people's opinions and other people's like, yeah, other people's opinions on me and what I'm doing. And if I ask, let's say I ask you like, what do you think of this? And then you tell me this, that would completely like rattle me if it's different than what I think. But I think as of late, I've never felt like this in my life where I value my opinion more than anyone else's in the world. So it's like I can have an opinion on whether it's with the brand, um, like a design that I like, or whether it's with my life, whether I want to go traveling, stuff like that. I can have an opinion on something and be so confident in it. And then I outsource and ask other people what they think, what they think. And that just sort of adds to what 
I already have the opinion and the values on and it never really like as much as I value so so many opinions of the people close to me and like people more experienced than me one person's opinion never can really like rattle me as much as it used to in terms of shape me away from what I generally do feel about something and that's been a real I think healthy trait of mine which I've grown grown to develop recently yeah it's a huge shift and I, I don't know why I like why we're so attached to what other people think when yeah. they don't a lot of things are subjective and it's like they haven't gone through all of our experiences and mm. and I think yeah sometimes people just um, have different opinions and I think you can take that on board like it's good to be yeah, open-minded absolutely but have but yeah. you got to treat like your opinion as like like think of it as like your mentor or like yeah. your best like your best friend like think of it as like a another really good influence like your trusted influence like instead of like my world is just shaped by other people yeah, yeah. think of yourself as like the central force and yeah. then have all these like little influences Outside, yeah. that you trust i think the moment people value their own opinion more than anyone else's is the moment you can sort of let go of what other people think of you not only like those close to you but more so the people that are irrelevant not irrelevant to you but on your outer circles i think the moment you let go of those like those outside words which are generally negative or um not sort of supporting you is a moment where you become a 10 times happier person because like yeah once you have your solidified circle of people who trust you value you love and then combine that with like your own um valued opinion i think that's when you can sort of put it all together to become like the best person you want to be rather than getting so absorbed off people you don't know you're not as close with or whatever it may be yeah so do you think then the island experience has you know given you a lot of self-belief with respect to i feel like whenever i'm in a really good headspace and like really backing myself in that caring about other people's opinions is like like it's just so much less significant than when i'm like struggling and then it influences me way more for for some reason it has to do with you know self-efficacy and And just confidence i guess as well yeah so i want to talk about a little bit about some of your blues and greens now i've already touched on a bit of it but do you think connecting with people has really made you realize you know like obviously with the island experience too but has really made you realize the power of people like because you're Mm. selling something to someone and they're getting value from you and you're giving something to them like i think there's no better um self-fulfillment feeling than making someone else happy and smile so i think i've taken that as like a massive thing for me and it was something that i realized prior to blues and greens like sort of on the back end of the degree that i was doing these last few years like i think i realized that like my purpose in life and what i wanted to do with my life was to like impact other people and make change on other people and do good to other people more specifically like the younger core but really like drive change and um ambition to um other people and that's where one the whole blues and green side of things came as well but i also like took interest in wanting to be a teacher and even a psychologist stuff like that and wanted to develop like a space where i can have a direct impact on people and i think that's been able to sort of solidify my um community side of with blues and greens where i didn't want it just to be a clothing brand like i've always wanted to make my own clothes and do my own thing in that sense because that's i just think that's the coolest thing i've always been into fashion and stuff but the other side of the brand which i'm really going to be my big thing moving forward i think comes from my um myself where i've got that really inner drive to do good for other people i guess and my sort of purpose in life which some people don't discover until they're older or 
but I feel like I've discovered it now for at least short to medium term because it could all change with a bit more growth and maturity. But I think for now it's like I've got a massive focus on um, doing good for other people and sort of developing a change and sharing my new and raw message and journey, I guess, and inspiring other people to sort of do what they um, do what they please, I guess. No, it's sick. I love it. I love what you're doing. And I think a lot of people, I just think the way society's set up, it's so it's so individual folks, especially yeah. in like an Australian culture. There's a lot of c- cultures which are a lot more collectivist that sort of work together a bit more. But I think especially with Australian society, it's so comparative and all that. And I think sort of once you look outside of yourself, yeah, that was sort of the motivation for like the whole podcast and, you know, giving people things I've done to help me. Like it sort of gives you a purpose other than yourself because yep. you get stuck in this cycle of like, um, you know, just doing things for yourself and it's like, what, what's the point? Like, yeah, exactly. like I don't, re- like it, it bring draw, other people. It draws up. back to the old, like, what's the point of life? Like you're, it's all well and good to get a sick job, a corporate job, pay well, roll into the cycle of getting a mortgage, all that stuff. But like, I think uh, it's another common analogy, you probably not before, but like, I feel like the two people you want to make proud of, like your 85 year old self and then like your eight year old self in terms of what, like, I don't want to waste the time of through my thirties, forties, fifties of just sort of doing something for the sake of it, I guess. And it's like, why can't you just I'm not say I'm, I'm doing this now but like why can't you just go and travel and live your life on the road and sort of just live off that paycheck and have fun and live this new adventure in life like that is so cool in my eyes whereas I think society and it bridges massively from the school systems is like society's norm and expectation of you is to go through school get good grades if your grades aren't good get an apprenticeship if your grades are good go to uni do this stupid degree which sets you in a 40 grand debt and then get a job where you're binded by your life to be told what to do and as much as that's totally okay and it sits well with a lot of people it just didn't sit well with me and it's not what I wanted to do and that's where like I wanted to develop um, like a school program which I'm starting to start up now where I, with Blues and Greens I go on to school workshops and um, I guess that's the other side of Blues and Greens which I wanted to develop and um, have that direct impact on students and share my message and share my values and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with living your life through um, your secure job. Totally okay. And, like, so many people are happy with that and so many, that sits well with so many um, types of people. But for me, it just didn't. And I think I established that at a young age when I realised that working long hours to grind up a corporate ladder just wasn't what I was interested in. And I backed myself and my brain and person i am to um establish sort of a foundation and a an empire such to um work for myself and for me and do my own thing whether it's it might end up in a a corporate job or a um working for someone but for now it's not and for now i want to be able to do what i want to do and do what makes me happy with the flexibility of being able to see friends and that um across other states and that i guess yeah love that i think a lot of us have like as we younger kids this is how I see it. I think when kids are really young and have ambitious, like I want to be an astronaut, I want to play AFL, like, all these things, yeah. like I want to be a doctor. I want to be a policeman. <laughs> but then everything, I reckon the older we get, like the more we just get like, it's like a funnel. We get funneled into what society yeah. wants us yeah. to do. You know, like we have all these big dreams and then we just get funneled through like, you know, yeah. I just think. In Australian culture, you get cut down too, you get cut down so quickly, your mm. dreams are too big. It's like, yeah. like we said, I want to be an AFL player but you're not good enough, like that sort of thing. And you're always like, you're quick to get cut down. And I saw it real quickly as well with my brand, like, and it didn't bother me because I knew what I wanted, but I put my my ideas out there, told people, and so many people were quick to cut me down and be like, 
but like you can't do that like what do you really want to do sort of thing yeah. and i think the moment you sort of like like what i said before let go of the opinions that don't matter to you and even let go of a few people who you thought were like your close friends or um whatever it may be but as soon as you sort of hone in on what you want and what mm. you value want to strive for is, is is the key moment in your life i guess yeah i love the the let go thing like yeah. i think i spoke about it in a in a previous episode where it's a book i, I read with it's actually by Hugh. yeah i ended up reading so i had i got the two audio books both of his and i finished them both in like four days yeah so, so good. good yeah but like i think it's so true though with what he said like because we we had to, we hold on to so much yeah and i think there's power in letting go yeah because what happens when you let go this is what i think like it just narrows your focus like mm. with what you're doing and then because when you have so much you're holding on to so much like your mind's everywhere you've got a weight on your shoulders but you let go of so many things and you just feel free yeah, to go absolutely. in the direction you want yeah i'll give you the stop for pop question this is actually i'm intrigued what's what you're gonna <laughs> say to this stop for pop <laughs> old spencer made that sound effect a long time ago it's yeah i think it needs a bit of fine tuning yeah it probably does <laughs> but that's the authenticity of the show yeah i love it okay here we go what factors in the global economy influence your choice of fabric and design to be honest i hate to cut him down real quick but there wasn't much thought to anything really like it was all just such irrational decisions i think my designs came from the whole unique side of things where i wanted to I, it started because I wanted something which wasn't there. So the whole flower, knitted shorts. I, I came across knitted skirts, like women's skirts. And I was like, if that was shorts, that'd be sick. And like, it pushed me from that sense where I wanted something which I didn't have sort of thing. So I can't say the global economy came too much into my Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't think it would. <laughs> <laughs> so just a, one thing I'd, I do want to ask is... When you reflect on your change in the last 12 months, and I guess when you're still local living in Perth, I reckon I've had this with it, like a few things with a few people, like you've changed so much and then like you you know all these people who knew you before. Yeah. And you're almost like, we answered the question, so you just want them to know how much you're different because yep. you don't want, you almost... I feel like we have this idea like we just we're like not I sort of sometimes embarrassed by our former yeah, selves and I yeah, think that's one of those absolutely. things we just need to let go of it yeah. because it's like you can only learn and grow as that was, that was a massive thing for me like I remember I came out from the island and I felt so different and I, I knew it straight away like I you could feel the change while you were over there but then when I sort of came back to normal life I felt so so different and I knew my mindsets were so different to what they were before and I'd speak to people close to me and tell them all these things I want to do like I don't want to drink anymore I don't want to I want to like work my brand seven days a week stuff like that and like they'd look at you like you're like a zombie sort of thing and people didn't believe me and that was like a main thing but they would sort of just laugh at me like like they're drinking one the massive thing like i see you're not drinking but like i haven't drunk in perth or been drunk in perth since i've gotten home from the island i've had if you follow me on social media you probably see the the, the lunaticness i get up to yeah. when i'm away in gold coast i go I, i'd still put off that image which is totally okay i'm still young but i haven't been drunk in perth since i got back from the island and i think early on especially a lot of my friends who um like some of my best mates who still are my best mates and always will be but like a lot of that friendship was um nestled around the drinking culture and like going out saturday night getting pierced playing beer pong stuff like that and i think early on a lot of those friends would like sort of i guess laugh at me and you could feel that sense of judgment well, not even judgment but i guess the 
they wouldn't believe me sort of thing but then sort of as the weeks go on of not drinking and they sort of just realize that like yeah damn he's in his routine now like it's, yeah, he's changing but yeah i do like what you said before i do sometimes look back on my former self and be like and do cringe a little bit but i never look back and regret or i never look back and judge myself i guess because every single moment shaped me to be who i am sort of thing and i think regrets probably the most toxic oh, 100%. toxic thing possible because like you can't change a single thing that's already happened and the only thing regret does is just drag you down like it's just like a weight bearing on you so i'm just big on just like if this didn't happen i wouldn't be who i am sort of thing so it's just more about just being present and being happy with what you're doing now and what you're going to do rather than regretting things because i i firmly believe that if i i look back and look at dumb whatever whatever it may be but i firmly and strongly believe that every single thing that i did played a part in everything i'm doing now or i'm going to do big or small so that's why I'm big on just not regretting anything at all. Ireland being a big thing, anything on the island, like I was just true to myself and that was my mindset going in. So I didn't ever hold any regret and yeah, it's sort of working to this point, I guess. And it's yeah. just about holding it up, I guess, and continuing with it. Yeah. I think it links with like that growth mindset. Like yeah. instead of regretting everything, you see it as an opportunity to learn. Yeah. And yeah. it's, uh, this is my favorite thing about the human existence to get all fucking <laughs> <laughs> but it's everyone can have like people think what they see and what they feel is it reality mm. the whole world is your own reality yeah. it's 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 honestly an image that your your mind makes up right so there's so much power in how in perception which yeah. is what i love that's why i'm in psychology like the whole mindset you know thinking about what's happened growing from it and it's amazing to think how what you have experienced today the flow and effect could be way different depending on how like yeah. what happens how, yeah. how you think about it and what it makes you change so like you can go through people can go through the same experience but totally different, totally outcomes. different outcomes and that's yeah. that's and if that doesn't make you realize the power of the mind yeah. and that, i don't know what i think that was that was the biggest thing that i where i realized the power of the mind combined with that seeing people sort of go off different pathways from different circumstances and it was big on the island as well small things would lead to big things for some people small things would lead to great things for others and you realize how much control your head has over not only like the way you think and the way you act but like genuinely the way your body operates like if you switch that switch in your head whether it's during like a physically tough time emotionally tough time whatever it may be but if you can flick that switch in your head and gain that control over your mind your body can push so much further than you can ever anticipate and i think that's a massive thing physically as well like people are so quick to give up in so many forms of forms of life and not that i look down on people for that but it's like after realizing how much physical trauma i guess and punishment that my body can go through after going through the island and push myself to the absolute limit i kind of just like hold those expectations high in my head and as toxic as it can be sometimes i expect that of other people but it's hard to understand unless you put yourself through that but you would when you get yourself to that level i guess and even on smaller scales but it's more just about the whole giving up side of thing like you just yeah, you just can't. It's hard to put into yeah. words, but there's so much more that you can get yourself yeah. to. Well, people don't yourself. know their limits. Yeah. Like, and I think the probably the best thing about the show, like, and obviously I'm going for a little retreat, but it's n nothing compared to what you did. But like, it's still three days, no phone, bunch of strangers, yeah. similar sort of yeah, yeah. thing. Like on a smaller scale, yeah, yeah, which is really cool because like, just not filmed on TV. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but yeah, I think it's 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 sick. 
I don't know where I was going with that last point. <laughs> I had something. It's gone now. Let's let's do the turntables. I don't know which one it is. This one? Well, well, well. How the turntables I was really hoping when I thought of that segment, I was really hoping he said turn again yeah. one more yeah, time. I, I was just about to chime in and say turn. <laughs> but, but it, I was just waiting for him to say I wanna, it. I might add it in. I might yeah. just make my own How the turn, was turn. Okay, so you know the segment? Yeah. I actually had, um, I, I had one and I thought of another one driving in, but you sort of answered it already. So I might go with that one first. It was just sort of like, yeah, my first one was, you've sort of already answered about what, um, what events or circumstances in life have sort of shaped you to have this purpose and you found purpose of doing the podcast and doing psychology like was there a, a turning event or was it like a build-up of other um events like or was it trauma like what was it that yeah. shaped you to come down this path i guess yeah great question i think i think do you know how we talk about purpose and helping others i think the reason people aren't helping others enough is because they're not really truly happy themselves i yeah, think it's yeah. really hard to help others and be in that purposeful mindset when you're not happy with yourself yeah so it, it stemmed from really working on myself read fuck 20 self-development books listened to everything yeah. i just you know went down that whole rabbit hole yeah, yeah. um and then i really you know explored myself sense of identity whether it was journaling just a bunch of different things and then yeah. i got really really com- um, confident, confident yourself, and yeah. comfortable with myself and then once and i, I didn't realize i didn't have that like well, i sort of did like i was real i knew my headspace wasn't amazing but like i said in my the thing I posted yesterday, like mental health is a spectrum. Like mm. just because it's, n- it wasn't like a flick. I just went more out the spectrum. Like I just feel a lot better about myself and it's not like it just stays there, but yeah, yeah. I've gone so much further with how, with how I feel about myself. And then with that, I realized, okay, like, geez, I, if I can do that, so can everyone else. And it, it really drove me to help other people. Cause I was like, fuck, like who wants to feel shit? Like, yeah, exactly. and then you, and I've been with experiences before, like, you know, like, seeing people down and like you just you'd have that like that feeling inside yeah. like, i don't want them to feel like that yeah yeah and then it just drove me like okay like i've had troubling times and so would everyone so it's yeah. like i just want to do what i can to help others but in answering your question i think that's you know what you know that self-development period but i think for other people like the most important thing is is finding yourself and then your purpose can come secondary yeah. to that because if you're not comfortable with yourself then it becomes because then when when you try and help other people it's like it's hard because you know it can like ebb and flow because you're not really yeah truly especially yeah, w- when I you're like doing that. like your business thing like you have to be really confident you do, like you if do. you did that and you the days where i feel down as well i feel it have effect on the what the mantra i put out so exactly back to what you said you you really do have to and i totally uh, similar to the same sort of path that i've got to and when you speak it it sort of like resonates more like I didn't think of it that way until you sort of hear it someone else say. But nah, good answer. My other one was how do you how do you or are you going to measure success in your life, not only in the podcast, but like as a whole? Like sort of what are you what are you doing to measure? Yeah. What what do you plan on doing to measure your successes? Yeah, it's cool. Similar to Gilly's, but his was specifically podcast. So I sort of answered that, but I actually had thoughts about that and like I think with the podcast, just to quickly do it, I think I feel like there's no point on setting. Sometimes I reckon when you, with something like this, like putting a number or anything, mm. a quantitative measurement is not going to, all it's going to do is hold you back, I yeah. guess. And then what happens is, is you just benchmark around that. So if I'm 
really determined to just keep going, improving, working, enjoying the experience. Like what comes comes. Yeah. Like there's no point wasting time thinking about it. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Um, but then to answer your other question, like success in life, geez, there's there's probably been psychologists done thirty years of research yeah. and they couldn't give you a good answer. <laughs> yeah. So it's fucking hard to yeah. determine what's for for me. That's the only thing I can really talk about is like. To be honest, my answer will probably change in exactly. with time. But for thing. now, I think I'm sort of learning that helping others thing. And I think with this whole psychology, I think I found like my, my passion. And I think, and I feel like I, I know I have so much to go with like just interpersonal connection and being more confident straight up with strength. Like just, I know I have so much to go, which really excites yeah. me. Yeah. So success is sometimes I feel like a word we use just to cap ourselves a little bit yeah and also just so we we know like what we've done like to give us a pat on the back yeah. but i think if you really truly have purpose success is secondary to the feelings of of worthiness that you get out of living a purposeful life yeah. you know and success yeah, yeah. is just like a, a word yeah and i think with the whole quantitative benchmarks you said is like with those is like you hit them and then it's always always what's next sort of thing with whether it's like followers listens i don't know tiktok uh view stuff like that it's always like all right i've done that that was pretty easy what's next and you always it's that toxic thing of like oh graduate i think it was chasing what you don't have and chasing the next thing mm. and you're never truly satisfied so i think it's like when you strip it back sort of to what you said strip it back to your purpose is when you're truly sort of seeking a success and it's like on answering my own question i guess i feel like it's like my success would truly just be like feeling completely content and comfortable and happy with what i'm doing and knowing that i'm doing everything in my life because i want to do it and yeah. not because someone else wants me to do it sort of thing it's a so, journey yeah. and with that like i don't know where i read it but it was like if you if your idea of success for your life is centered around a goal if you died right now would you be a failure or success and that's that's when you start thinking of it like that it's like yeah. just because you haven't reached a goal like does that mean yeah like that. failure? and yeah. then you know what i mean it's yeah, like yeah every it's like the incremental thing um where it's like you know you might fall just short but were you a failure like it's all the little things in life that i think go underappreciated and i think that's why it's so valuable to have like the island experience because it makes you sort of um you know focus on the little things because like you've read atomic habits and the little things yeah the little things are huge when they add up and i think with the mindset most of society has with like we focus on the big things and we're so, we're so yeah. idea like and that's just because we, we get seduced by looking at other people and when we focus on ourselves and our purpose like it becomes a lot easier to you know find a fulfilling journey and yeah. then the journey is the success or reward like i already f- like like i know i can go so much more but i already feel successful and worthy as a person for what yeah. i'm doing in the journey i'm on right and you would feel similar yeah, exactly and it's not like you're like like obviously you have aspirations and goals and so do i but that doesn't take you away from the feelings of contentment that you can get from the journey. Yeah, no, I like it. I think I'll just pull in something out of what you just said then. I mentioned it yesterday um, on the podcast I was on, but it's like with the whole generation that we're in now, with your phone, social media, everything, the access we have to technology, it can either be like the best thing ever for people or like the worst thing ever. And mm-hmm. it's like people get down that rabbit hole of just sitting, scrolling and the whole toxic side of things looking at what people have and what you don't have and sort of beat yourself up in that that sense of things but then on the flip side it's like you have a phone which can access any single person in the whole entire world which can you can search up anything and find answers to anything in the whole world 
and that is like a tool which no one has ever had until our generations come along so it's like things like that is like you, you just take those things for granted and um, I guess practicing gratitude towards things like that is where you can use them to the best side of your life because yeah, it, yeah. If, you, if you're not using modern day technology right it can just be the worst possible thing for your mental space as well as um, your productivity yeah it's similar to like a subjective experience like everyone has it yeah but it's like what you do with it and yeah I think the mobile phones a huge like issue with society like I always feel like um, always co- like now since I've created awareness around it I always question myself when I go on my phone yeah I'm the same like it, it, up, that was me when I got back I'd pick up a phone and be like what, are what you am doing? I doing <laughs> on this why am I looking through all these stories yeah and I'd judge myself on the inside and that was I like I like when I do that but it's so easy to fall back in your it's, day yeah because that's that's mindfulness isn't it yeah. like being present and then questioning yourself sort of like like what am I actually doing and yeah. Like, yeah I really really love that whole space yeah I think another thing is like with that it's like you scroll through TikTok for so long I think I probably saw this on TikTok it's like <laughs> you scroll through TikTok for so long but it's like if someone asks you what you just learned then or what you just recall the last five things you just saw you could just never yeah cause it's just like it's, it's developing ADHD in everyone TikTok because it's just a like short burst of people don't get that attention span yeah. and serotonin and it's like no one's at, you feel like, people would be like no but my 40 page is good like it's always motivational stuff this and that but it's like go on tell me what it was sort of thing like no one's actually yeah. learning stuff from that short form of social media and it's developed to an absolute like T to hook people in like you think TikTok would be doing it to make us learn more no they're doing it to like yeah. make money I guess like, yeah exactly they, they've done it well but yeah and yeah. because people can't that's probably half the reason why I link the mental health sort of crisis. Oh, one sec. But it's yeah, so, so many people yeah. feel shit. Yeah. And TikTok is a huge contributor to that. Absolutely. You know, when we talk about purpose, like we both talk about our own experiences and we say, we feel really good because we have this purpose to help others. What is scrolling on TikTok doing? But it's not just that. It's like the constant like, you know, serotonin, dopamine, but all these neurochemicals that we feel like our ability to concentrate is diminished. Yeah. And it's not just... People think like it's one time, but it's you do it for two hours a day, every day. Adds up. It's like the atomic so habits, but time. in reverse. Yeah, I know. It's like that exponential graph, but it's just in the reverse. flip side. Yeah. So yeah, making you to be the worst person possible. Yeah, and I think we're so drawn into thinking everything's just one thing. Like delete TikTok and for a week, and boom, all sweet. Nearly now overnight. Yeah, it's so easy to just fall back into it, and I realised that as well. Like I was on an island for X amount of days, completely away from it all, and. It's sweat for the first week off you carry it on for the first two weeks carry it on but then it's like it doesn't take long for it to flip back into old ways I guess yeah but it's just a constant learning thing I'm still learning a lot about myself and what I can and can't control so yeah getting there day by day <laughs> alright last question I have for the show actually I just want to quickly touch on I think it was the third episode when the when the bloke ran into the tree <laughs> I was thinking I bet you the produce obviously you can't call it anything, but I bet you they started fucking celebrating because they, they they love any yeah. unscripted drama. That yeah, off off camera now, <laughs> producer would love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, the first and thing I, I thought. And, of. and I remember because we couldn't watch the survival challenges. Like we'd be locked down in camp during those times, so like. That's the first time I watched the fire challenge in that one, oh, yeah. and I was expecting it to be like cut out. But fuck, that was pretty pretty brutal. Out of those challenges, which one do you think you would have struggled with? Out of those first two or three, was it? There was the 
there was the jumping one where you had to stack the things. Oh, yeah. That looked hard. They all they all pretty fucking. They're all well made. And the catapult one, they all seemed pretty hard. Yeah, I think the. I remember that when the fire one happened, the um, the first survival challenge. I was I was shit myself to ever go on a survival challenge because I was like, that's fucking brutal. Like yeah. that set those people who survived those survival challenges, like they or Dino, the guy who won. Yeah, he, that set him back so much going into the show. Like he was like that was fucked. Yeah, like overnight starting. Yeah, yeah. Just no sleep. You already get no sleep already. So like, if you go a sleepless night completely, it's just yeah yeah not good so the last question i have is i guess you can't talk about too much specifics but what was your favorite thing about you know in the last six to 12 months with your whole journey uh what was your your favorite sort of you know maybe a turning point on the island or anything like that i think if i was uh i'll put in the the perspective of if i was to look back on the island in five years time and be like what was the best thing about it I think it will probably be the friendships and relationships you formed. It's like just that trauma bond, like where you just become so close to people so quickly. Yeah. And I think you messaged me about it the other day how it's like, why is everyone so sad? It's only been there two days, but yeah. it's like time, time. time we, we didn't talk about so, the time thing. Yeah. Time is so slow there. Like yeah. one hour feels like one week. No joke. Like one day feels like a month. Like it felt like I was there. It's day seven now, but I remember this. Fe- I remember this feeling before. Like I know I can. I can picture myself in the moment of yeah. what's about to happen. And I remember just feeling like I've been there for so long. So you build such strong relationships so quickly as such. So I think the thing that I'll be the most grateful for and the thing that I'll say is the best thing that came out of the show will be like the relationships and friendships. And I can already see it. Like I've I've already made such close friends that I never would have expected. And I remember going in, it's like, it was such a cool and like assuring feeling. I remember I used to say to my mum and my close friends before I went on the show, it was like, I could go on this show and meet like my wife and my three best men. Like that's a kind of, yeah. kind of like mansion it, it is. And it's like, it's pretty cool. I reckon I've met some of my best friends that I'll have for the rest of my life. And I think that'll be the, the major um, turning point, I guess, or take away from the show long-term because it yeah. it'll become a, a distant memory, I guess, that it, when I, like it's something I did when I was 21, when I'm 30, I'll just be like, how cool is that sort of thing? Yeah. But like, I think the number one thing will be the friendships and I don't think they'll ever fade so yeah yeah. I don't, I don't reckon you can get those former relationships anywhere else really yeah I think cool. going friendships through like adversities and I had my 21st birthday there which will be shown on Monday's episode so everyone oh, tune in yeah. channel 7 730 Monday <laughs> night I'll be tuning in it might already be out by the time I'm assuming by the time the episode yeah by the time out, this goes out yeah. you would have already seen I guess you, I could probably talk about what happened on that episode then yeah it's going to be out yeah um, so I had my 21st birthday cake. yeah 21st birthday had a big it was a big buffet brekkie it wasn't for my actual birthday but like I guess it just fell on there it had 75 people sing happy birthday to me had Aunt Middleton wish me happy birthday went in a group challenge like is any of this film? yeah it's all filmed but it's just whether it makes a cut or not oh yeah so you don't you don't know yeah that's went in a camp v camp challenge I'm not going to say the result purely because I just want you to watch it on Monday yeah. it'll be out by now but can't be camp challenge and I was like playing like I was like the font it was divided into strength speed and um, brains and I was in the brains but there's two of us and basically the strength part the speed part you would have seen on TV they swim out to the rope climb this ladder get these um, big logs and it was back a group of them I think there was 11 swim back knock the blocks then they pass the log to the strength then they will knock the blocks out of this cage sort of thing and then that went for I reckon five minutes 
the time they swam out, got maybe a bit more, 10 minutes. By the time they swam out, brought it all back, knocked the blocks out. Then it came to me. Um, was, I was sent on this stage and another lady was passing the blocks up to me and we had to solve this puzzle, this Rubik's Cube puzzle sort of thing. It was hectic. And these blocks were probably about 18 kilos, I reckon, 20 kilos. At this point, I had no food in me, absolutely yeah. exhausted. I'd lift them up by my head, put them in, in, taking them out. And the challenge as a whole, so that first part went for 10 minutes. The challenge as a whole went for two hours and 11 minutes. So I was up on that stage, pouring with rain. It would go rain, sunshine, 30 degrees, pouring with rain. 40 degrees, like it was just, it was <laughs> crazy that. for an hour and 50 minutes probably. Yeah. Probably the most exhausted I've ever been in my entire life. So let's hope I won. We just came to wait yeah. one day. Eh? <laughs> no, I'm keen Every, to everyone would already know by now. Keen to see it. Yeah, yeah should it was, be good. It was the most crazy. And I remember the emotion after just, I just remember I started balling out, balling out crying because it was like, you're on this island, you've done this crazy challenge. And then it's like your whole family and friends are back home on the 21st. And you think what they're doing and it's just like, you sort of just remember where you are and it's like you're never going to forget that as a 21st birthday like you can't get much better than that sort yeah. of thing so regardless of the outcome and everything it was yeah, yeah. best thing that's sick best 21st I could have ever happened <laughs> so that'll be another takeaway from it I reckon I'll yeah. never forget that yeah alright well thanks for coming on to the show it was great to get pleasure. insight into your, your journey yeah. so far and look forward to seeing the blues and greens go yeah. onwards and upwards from here and hopefully it all goes well and best of luck to you mate yeah thank you Big things coming. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening, guys. So research, try and find, but you don't know where to go. So many thoughts flood through your mind. You're confused and want to know. Mystery, what is to be? So much more than meets the eye. Listen to me, time is your key. You'll find out by and by.